0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Matthew Shirelli. Dr. Shirelli is the, he's the Eastern Region Chairman of Surgery for the Rochester Regional Health System. He also serves as chair of the Geriatric Surgery Program. Today we're going to talk about the world of geriatric surgery through the pandemic and even before the pandemic, an area of intense interest in dealing with geriatric patients and surgery hip, knee replacements, all kinds of things. Dr. Shirelli, take a moment and introduce yourself if you don't mind.
1: Wonderful. Thanks for having me on the show, Scott. Uh, My name is Matt Shirelli. I'm a general surgeon by training and uh, over the course of my career have gotten into a few different um, surgical administrative jobs, uh, one of which is uh, leading our geriatric surgical program in our health system. And uh, That's what brought us together today to to talk about uh, the impact of the work that we're doing in geriatric surgery on our community.
0: And and Dr. Shrek, talk for a moment about geriatric surgery and some of the big issues that you're following. I mean, clearly this past year with COVID, geriatric surgery, very challenging. And I I assume a lot of people put off surgeries and then scared to figure out how to rehab with COVID. What are some of the big issues you're following through COVID and, and issues that you're following?
1: Sure. The, um, uh, the population that we talk about when we talk about geriatric surgery is a population that we've been measuring over the course of years, not just during the pandemic, but measuring outcomes and, and specific frailties in this population for years. And we've known that this population is very susceptible to uh, stress and to having a difficult time with a large stress in their life, especially around surgical care. And so pre-pandemic, we had been working in coordination with uh, one of the governing bodies of surgery, the American College of Surgeons, to establish a program that looked at the geriatric patient differently. They're not just an old adult. They have specific needs. And so we started off in this population by measuring their risks and then starting to program specifically for the risks that each patient has. We came into the pandemic year and the whole world became acutely aware of the frailties and and the risks of these patients as uh, it was on the news on a daily basis that uh, our older population, our geriatric population was um, so susceptible to the stress of, of the pandemic in addition to their underlying uh, frailties, and they were unfortunately being uh, you know, severely affected by uh, infection uh, related to the pandemic. In the surgical world, we saw this uh, play out in, in multiple different ways. One, as you talked about, was avoidance of care. And uh, we've been trying to put the message out uh, about how our healthcare systems are. Um, Uh, have made changes to make care safe. Don't delay your care, keep coming in because we know that um, in a a younger uh, patient, uh, if you avoid care for uh, months or years, you can usually handle the extra stress, but in an older patient, uh, adding more stress and more frailty to that patient uh, leads to worse outcomes overall. And so we've been trying to keep uh, confidence in the community to, uh, to access care and show off uh, our our program that's specific to measuring their vulnerabilities and planning uh, individualized healthcare plans for their surgical care.
0: And, and Dr. Shro, let me ask you a, a baseline question. Is geriatrics an age or is it a condition? How do you sort of view what's a geriatric patient?
1: It's an excellent question. It's one that we actually ask ourselves all the time. Uh, when you're setting up big programs for large populations you have to have some sort of inclusion criteria and cutoffs and so what we decided to do was use an age cutoff and every single one of us will will stand up and say we know that the absolute age of the patient is not the most important thing but when we're trying to set set up a program and set uh, uh, Programming that's designed for large populations. We have to start somewhere. so we used an age cutoff, but really what it is, it's a physiologic state. That's why it's important to measure individual uh, performance uh, of each patient, individual uh, frailties, and to understand what the individual patient needs. An 80-year-old can come in and be higher performing than some of the 60-year-olds that we see come into our health system. Uh, And it's important to know that it's just not their absolute age um, But it's really how are they doing? How have they accommodated over the course of their life? And what do we need to look out for for the specific patient? What
0: is that cutoff age where you start to say we've got at least consider it geriatrics just so just for the audience to understand?
1: Well following the American College of Surgeons guidelines, we set up a cutoff age of 75 or above and um, we all understand that th- there are uh, 50 and 60-year-olds who can use the uh, uh, benefit from the same approach, but 75 and above is where we're starting the program, and then we individualize uh, care plans uh, to younger patients uh, based on the, the judgment of their uh, attending physicians if they think that that their patient would benefit because they recognize uh, certain uh, risk factors in their patient. Then we can uh, bring them into the program but we start off with 75 and above which is what the american college of surgeons uh, dictates
0: no it and, and makes sense and as you say you could have an 83 like my mother would say if you call me geriatric i'm going to hit you but you know but somebody <laughs> else who's 83 could be very much needing geriatric care conditioning and so forth what are some of the lessons that are learned in handling geriatric surgery what are sort of a few take-home points supposed to be thinking about in a geriatric surgical program
1: one of the most important things that we do is try to prepare the patient for the operation. It's not just about making sure that you show up on time and that you get the right lab tests drawn beforehand or the right x-rays done beforehand, but it's also about planning for your um, operation, but then also planning for your recovery. And so that means starting off with what are your goals? What are your goals in life and how can we make sure that what we're doing uh, supports um, your achievement of your goals we also then look into the ability to prehabilitate a patient if we can recognize a nutritional deficit or a medication interaction that is going to put them at higher risk or a physical therapy or occupational therapy or speech language pathology need and we recognize that early before the operation then we can work on that before they ever come into the hospital those are some of the pre-hospital factors that are uh, very important to think about. During their hospitalization, it's incredibly important to try to prevent delirium or at least manage their delirium. Delirium is uh, confusion, um, ac- acute confusion um, after a stress or during a stress, uh, such as surgery and hospitalization. And so if we can anticipate those who are at risk for delirium and then prevent it or manage it well, then their hospitalizations are usually much more efficient. They're at much lower risk of having complications such as going into an intensive care unit or having problems with pneumonia or having problems with falls. They're much lower risk of needing to go to a uh, nursing home or rehabilitation facility after their hospitalization and at much better chance of getting back to their baseline uh, in recovery back in the community. Thank you.
0: And, and you've had this magnificent career as a leader, as a surgeon, as a leader of different programs. What advice do you give to a young surgeon trying to have a fulfilling and impactful career?
1: Well, uh... I still consider myself to be a young surgeon, Scott, but uh, uh, in the time that I – Hey, I've, I'm, I'm closer
0: right. to geriatric based on your age category, so I'm, I'm closer yeah. to that than a young surgeon, so we're okay. No, tell, tell me again. I'm <laughs> sorry. What, what, what advice do you give to somebody coming right out of residency Want to have a great career? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I, I say this to our residents. We train, we train uh, general surgery residents at uh, my facility, and I, I tell them, look for a tough problem. Uh, look for a frail population, look for an opportunity to um, tackle a problem that uh, is not something that others are willing to do. And then you can make your career around it. So how do we do that? Well, we have to measure uh, our outcomes, we have to measure our patients, we have to report on that, and then we have to identify where our areas of opportunity are. And so that's very important. It's not something that's always uh, thoroughly taught during medical school or residency. Um, but being willing to measure your own outcomes uh, is one of the keys to understanding where your areas of opportunity are, and then being willing to uh, be humble enough to accept that you're not perfect in neither are your colleagues. And we need to uh, accept the fact that we have areas that we can improve on and focus on. And so uh, I encourage our residents to get very involved in uh, quality measurement of um, uh, of the work that we do in understanding the various reports from uh, whether they're government government agencies or uh, insurance companies or our own local uh, databasing and then reporting structures, uh, so that they can actually be prepared to identify where areas of opportunity are and then uh, focus on the ones that that excite them.
0: I think this the advice, which is so in often given which is to find a big problem and see where you can have an impact. It it is such great advice. And and so you don't hear that advice often, but I think that's a magnificent way to pursue one's career. Like where can I actually make a difference? Where's a big problem? And I love that. Dr. Shirelli, I wanna thank you for taking the time to join us on the Becker Healthcare Podcast, fascinating work that you do in the geriatric surgery world and surgery world. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Scott, thank you for having me on and thank you for helping us get the message out.